popcorn, put on your comfiest pajamas, and grab a drink because it's time for a new episode of Sierra Unfiltered. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Sierra Unfiltered. I have my lovely husband, Stephen, here with me today. Hey, what up? How's it going, Stephen? It is going good. I got my Mai Tai here, and I'm ready to do this. I am very excited. We're going to talk about how we met and kind of our story um, which is going to be really fun because it's something that we've like mentioned like, oh, we've met at Disneyland. And I think we told the story in one of our like very first vlogs, but we were driving and it was very loud. And so I never link that video <laughs> when people are like, how you, how did you meet? I'm like, there's a video about it, but the audio quality is awful. So yeah, we're going to tell it today. I'm excited. Obviously, we have Steven here today instead of Skylar. Skylar is just taking a week off to relax and unwind, and we fully support her. We stand prioritizing your mental health yep. in this house. Yep, exactly. <laughs> and it's a good opportunity for us to tell this story. I think it's going to be it's going to be fun. Yeah. And speaking of sound quality, I think the air conditioning is on, so might be something we can hear yes but <laughs> we got air conditioning which i'm so excited about because when we bought this house it did not have ac and so we were waiting until a good time to get it installed now we have it which is really really nice so this is our first time experimenting with filming while the ac is on so if there is any sort of like hum in the background i apologize i don't think there will be because we can't hear anything right now and Especially wearing like a long sleeve today, that is just a game changer. <laughs> yeah, so we accidentally left it on, so we'll see. We'll play this, you know, little science experiment. Um, but speaking of the long sleeve, I oh, guess yeah. there's a reason you're wearing a long sleeve, right? We are matching. I got Stephen and I uh, these. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, I'm also wearing it. Um, I am working on a video right now where I bought products from Black-owned small businesses. Yeah. And one of them was called Shop Amber Rochelle, and she does these handmade tie-dye outfits. And she makes like unisex, men's, women's, dogs. I got a matching one for Bruiser, baby onesies. It was really, really cute. Yeah. So yeah, so we just did a little clip downstairs where we all kind of posed for a family photo. So it was, it was fun. fun. Steven yeah. was like, "Wait, we're filming the podcast. We should keep these on and match." And I was like, "You know what? We're telling the story of how we met. Let's match." Yeah, let's, let's do it. Do it. Which actually is a good opportunity to talk about kind of everything that has been going on since we last filmed a podcast episode. Yeah. So after the murder of George Floyd, there were protests, rightfully so. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think the most important thing to highlight, I mean, not the most important, but one of the important things to highlight is that, like, I think a lot of people want things to just go back to normal now that the officers who were responsible were arrested and charged. But what I've really learned from listening to the voices of the black community is, like, that is not the only thing that this was about. This has been like yeah. hundreds of years in the making. Like there are so many obstacles that the black community faces. And yes, this was kind of spurred by the horrible murder of George Floyd, but also there's so many other things that we need to change and that we need to be working towards. And yeah. I've definitely learned a lot the past couple of weeks and I've really been trying to reflect on what I can do better, not only just as like a YouTuber and someone with a platform, but as a human being and what can I do online? What can I do offline? Because as much as I, you know, really love to talk about inclusivity and diversity on my channel, I wasn't doing enough before this. And I, I hadn't really opened my eyes mm -hmm. enough. And that's a huge privilege in that I, like my first small businesses video was entirely white and I didn't notice because I've never had to think about not being represented like yeah. i am a straight white cisgender woman i am very represented in the media the only thing about me that i don't usually see in media is the fact that i'm like mid-size plus size and so i when i was choosing these small businesses i didn't think about that yeah. and i think the most powerful thing that i was kind of taught about that is i was talking to a, a viewer in my dms who's black and she was like you know i don't blame you for not choosing more diverse businesses for that video but you have to understand the reason that you didn't notice is a privilege and i was like that is a very good point like i i don't have to think about it and yeah. i need to make myself think about it because it's a privilege that i've gotten to learn about racism instead of experiencing it and it's hard to talk about online because i'm always worried i'm gonna say something wrong or word something wrong and you know i'm i'm far from perfect and I'm yeah. gonna make many mistakes but I think the most important thing especially as someone with a platform is to not only be talking about it but to be working towards 
inclusivity and anti-racism and I'm I'm trying my best but I can always do more and Steven has really helped me to yeah. kind of reflect on my channel and say what can we do better yeah for me like this is it's so real and it's so important to keep listening and keep learning and to kind of keep using that platform to send that message out and I think another thing is it's really important to be amplifying the voices of the black community and listening to them because as a, yeah. a white couple you know we don't experience racism and so i think something we've been really trying to balance too on the vlog channel yeah. is making sure that we're using that platform to bring light to it without making it about ourselves because yeah. it's it's not about us we're the privileged people in this situation and yeah. there's always more work we can be doing to be anti-racist and to stand up against racism and i think this past month has been us taking a good long look at ourselves and our platform and saying what can we do better online and offline and i'm very grateful that you are just as passionate about it as i am and that you want to be out there going to protests and listening to speeches and you know we've been watching anti-racist documentaries together and it's been it's been something that we've been learning together and i also want to say we're going to be donating all of the adsense from this podcast to a donation outlet that's fighting racial injustice there's a couple that we've been donating to as well as GoFundMes and, you know, just other organizations that are really doing the work that needs to be done. And so, yeah, thanks guys for watching and listening. And we're excited to tell you the story about how we met. Yeah. So before we get into the story, do you want to do a hot take? Ooh, I do have a hot take. But before we do that, Steven, what you drinking? Because there's a story behind what we're drinking, and I think you should tell it. <laughs> yeah. So I got suckered into an Instagram ad, and it was like... It was, it was like a Keurig cocktail thing. <laughs> it's called Drinkworks. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And then, like, they had a big rebate going on. So I was like, ooh, it's, like, on sale. And I went full send. And, yeah, here so we are. <laughs> it's it's not a Keurig product. It is like a Keurig. But it, it is what Keurig is for coffee, but for cocktails. So it actually is a Keurig product. Really? I thought it wasn't. It's a joint venture with Keurig and someone else who's I, like in the liquor business who I don't know the name of. I stand corrected. It is a Keurig product. <laughs> yeah. But basically, so you buy the little pods and then you put them into this machine and it makes you a cocktail. So Steven came to me like a week and a half ago and he showed me the ad. He was like, I really, really want this. Can this be a Father's Day gift to me from the dogs? <laughs> and that's what the sale was for. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, you know what, Steven? I have spent a lot dumber money on dumber things and you know it's just us in the house right now but hopefully yeah. eventually we'll be entertaining and that's a fun thing to have when you entertain people so he bought it and we tried it for the first time yesterday and we loved it so i am drinking a rose spritzer and it is fan freaking tastic yeah and i am drinking a mai tai <laughs> <laughs> yeah and it was also like so i think we're gonna do a vlog soon but we just sold our other house so yes for me it was also like a here's something for the house and memory of the old house why is that in memory of the old house you know it's just little things that justify the purchase and that's all that matters. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no it's cool so yeah and then keurig is like being trying to be more proactive with all the recycling stuff because obviously the pods have been known not to be super recyclable so right. um this time around like you they give you a big bag and you put all the pods in there and then you kind of seal them up and send them back to them and they reuse them yeah and then that's they really upcycle cool. them recycle them so that's really cool yeah I don't know. I, I appreciate those little things that, yeah. you know, it is a thing that to be aware of. You love your little tech gadget, kitchen gadget things, and this is what I'm all on board for. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, hot takes. Do you want me to go first or are you? Um, I'll go first because okay. I'm very passionate about mine. Okay. Go. So, also in the spirit of our story, our story involves Disneyland. Okay. And, you know, Disneyland's a big part of us. So, my hot take, the little Nemo ride, a.k.a., the, you know, the, the submarine ride at Disneyland top-notch one I of the greatest rides in the park hard disagree okay if you haven't <laughs> been to disneyland let me just walk you through what the finding nemo submarine is so you get into a little submarine you go underwater which like pause already super dope ride <laughs> your seats are this close together to everyone you're crammed into this little box where you just go through like the scenes of finding nemo and one time i was in there and someone farted and the whole thing just smelled awful the whole time so not a fan of Finding Nemo, but I have been on it quite a few times for you. So you you described a dope ride, and then your your farting situation. I'm calling that's fake. No, you were that, there. That thing is so well ventilated, and it's just constantly like cycling air. It'd be it'd be filtered instantly. I would not recommend that ride <laughs> if you get claustrophobic at all. Um, also, it's just not Kinda that true. fun. So 
It's not worth it. There's nothing like being in a crowded hot park and just sitting in a nice, cool, little lacy thing, just staring out a window. Ooh, fishies. Packed together with a bunch of other sweaty no, 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 tourists. No, no. You lean forward in the window and you're all alone. It's just you <laughs> and the sea. I stand it. It's it's a great ride. I know you like that ride. So anyways, <clears throat> I doubt you have something as uh, exciting as I did there. Actually, I do. And my <laughs> hot take actually involves you a little bit. Uh-oh. Um, but it's not like roasting you or anything. It's actually just like, uh, we were talking about it this morning. So... I posted a video on Friday where I tried on swimsuits from Aerie. And at the beginning of the video, I made a joke about like, oh, this is my first time shaving in like weeks. And there were at least five or ten comments I saw that were like, you don't shave? I thought you were married. In my opinion, women who have a partner should shave at least every three days. And like all the comments about me not shaving were related to you. It was like, doesn't your husband want you hairless? It was just like weird. And so I tweeted about it and you know what? Let me grab my phone because it, I threw it on the floor. Hold on. Yeah, you chucked it on the ground as we started filming. All right, so I tweeted and I said, in my video yesterday, I joked about how I haven't shaved in weeks and someone commented and said, but you don't have a husband? Uh, yes, and he's very aware that I am a human woman with body hair. And then my next tweet is kind of where my hot take comes from. But I said, what's comical is that people love to say body hair is gross on women, but never say anything about men's body hair. Why is it only gross when women have leg hair and not men? It's still body hair, and my husband's legs are way hairier than mine anyways. (laughs) (laughs) But I just feel, I feel like there's been so much progress in the past 10 or 20 years with like the way that our society in general thinks about women and Mm -hmm. talks about women. But the double standard when it comes to body hair is just so strange to me because it's still hair so why is it that like men with hairy legs it's just oh well that's men but women with hairy legs it's like disgusting go (laughs) shave it off i mean if you want to shave shave but if you don't don't and don't shame people because they do or don't shave yeah well in this house that's not a hot take (laughs) that's true (laughs) that was my my last tweet i guess i should read is i was talking to steven about it so i tweeted I was reading Steven these tweets and he goes, if your husband thinks your body hair is gross, maybe the problem isn't the hair, it's the husband. <laughs> and I loved that. Yeah, no, I agree with all of that. I remember we had been dating for like maybe a year and I like hadn't shaved my legs in like a week or something and I kept apologizing for it. I was like, oh, sorry, my legs are so hairy and gross. And you were like, I, I don't care if you shave your legs or not. Like, that's kind of a you decision. And that was that blew my mind. I was like, hold on. <laughs> Well, I I don't have to shave my leg. Yeah, I don't know. That's like, it's a you thing. I don't know. Like, if I shave my beard, do I have to, I don't know. I don't do, like, I don't like shave my beard for you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's like, <laughs> Well, yeah, I just think, you know, there is such this double standard about men and women and body hair. And, yeah, uh, especially, I, de- I definitely see what you're talking about. Especially in the United States. I, I know it's different in, in a lot of other countries, but... I, I personally like shaving sometimes, and sometimes I don't. And so, I, I don't know. I just think it's such a personal decision, and the double yeah. standard needs to get on out of here. Yeah, no. It's, it is interesting uh, what little things kind of stick around so adamantly and which ones don't. So. I know. But I'm very grateful that you are a renaissance man. Yeah. I also feel very hippie, like crunchy granola talking about this in our tie-dye In shirts. our tie-dye shirts. <laughs> man, just grow out of the leg hair. <laughs> Uh, All right, should we get into our story? Yeah, so Disneyland, and here we are today, and that's it. (laughs) Thanks for coming. (laughs) Bye. Cue the outro. No, but okay, I guess I'll start, and I'll let you jump in whenever you want. So back back in spring 2013, I was dating a guy, my like high school boyfriend, Mm -hmm. and we were at Disneyland. We had annual passes, so we would go a lot. And Steven was there with our mutual friends. So Steven and I had never met. We didn't, I didn't know about him, but he yeah. knew of me just like from her social media posts and stuff. Like recognize you is the word. recognized yeah. me. But I, this was bef- long before YouTube. So he didn't like recognize me just from just like a girl tagged in my friend's photos. Yes. Kind of thing. So Steven's at Disneyland with our mutual friend. I walk by, I'm wearing this big giant silver bow and I was with my high school boyfriend and I'll let you take it from there. <laughs> Well, and then we're, we're like, so we passed you. And I remember, I just remember, like, your face and the big bow. Like, it was just a very memorable thing for me. And then we walked past you, and I was like, wait, isn't that your friend um, kind of thing? And I pointed to you, and then I was like, oh, yeah, it is. So we ran up, and then, you know, you got you and mutual friend, like, 
met. <laughs> we talked and we're like, oh my gosh, how crazy that we're all at Disneyland. And me and my boyfriend had just gotten fast passes for Space Mountain and so had you guys. So we were like, oh cool, let's meet up later and I'll go on Space Mountain together. So we hung out that day, kind of like a double date, but you weren't really dating our mutual friend. You guys were just friends. It was just, let's go to Disneyland kind yeah. of thing. So. so we essentially like double dated that day. Um, and then Steven added both me and the guy I was dating on, I think, Facebook or Instagram. And I remember on the drive home, the guy I was dating being like, oh, that guy Steven was so nice. I was like, yeah, I know. He was super nice. So was the girl. Um, they were great. We should hang out with them again. But we never did hang out again. No. Um, but we added each other on social media. Like six or eight months go by. That relationship yeah. ends. And Steven decided to slide into the DMs. So since that was kind of your perspective, you, you go ahead and take it from there. Yeah, and you know, before before we leave the Disney part, it's so fun saying that, like, oh, like, where'd you guys meet? Like, oh, we made at Disneyland. And it sounds very, like, fun and exciting, but the reality is that was not what that was. Yeah, <laughs> It's I just know. kind of, like, matter of fact, yeah, we I, I was first talked to her at Disneyland. Yeah, but it was, like, eight months after that first interaction at Disneyland till we ever, like, talked again or saw each other again. Yeah, so I was, let's see here, I was about to go on a cruise. So, mm-hmm. like, this was the night before the cruise, and, you know, when you go on a cruise, you're just, like, out there, no phone service, no nothing. So, like, from that fact that I would be gone for a while, I, was, I got a little bravery. <laughs> so then I was, you know, I knew that you were single, and I decided just to send a little message, just... Get some feelers, like, hey, remember me? So did you have a crush on me, bef- like, from that Disneyland day, or just from following me on social media, or, like, did you just randomly decide I want to message this girl that I met one time? Yeah, so it was, like, just kind of when you were, well, definitely, so, like, once you got single, I remember just thinking you, like, were a thing I'd think about, like, huh. A thing you'd think about. A thing I'd think about. <laughs> and then, you know, when I left for the cruise ship, I figured I'd just, let's just send a message to Sierra and see what she says. But you left out a crucial part, another Disney aspect. So, a week before that cruise thing, I went to mm. Disneyland with my best guy friend, who we were, like, totally platonic, but we took a photo, like, hugging in front of the castle or something, and I think you yep, told me it. recently that you saw that and were like, oh, man, she might not be single or she might be starting a relationship. If I want to talk to Sierra, I got to do it now. You're right. That was it. That was, yeah. And that was like the, that was like the, the puzzle piece that got the, the gears turned in my head. The catalyst. The catalyst. And then the thing that made me act on that was in the cruise ship. Where I was like, I'm going, I'm going to go away. I can send a message. If it gets embarrassing, I'll be out in Mexico. So, so, <laughs> so was the idea that like you send the message before you on the cruise, and then if I don't respond, then you just don't have to think about it ever again. Yeah, because now I think that's what I was going for. Now knowing you, I am shocked that you cold messaged me on Facebook. I'm, the the source of the bravery from going on a cruise to be gone for like a week or two. Yeah, was that bravery. <laughs> We need to thank my friend for being the catalyst of that and taking the <laughs> hugging picture at Disneyland. Because otherwise, you might never, yeah, might never have messaged me. Yeah, those two things. I have a nice keep in my mouth. I'm sorry. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> those two things together definitely led to that. So, anyways, I sent my message, and it was essentially like, "Hey, I don't know if you remember me, but we met at Disneyland, and I always thought you were cute, or something like that." Yeah. And then I responded in five seconds because I was a thirsty girl and you were a cute guy. And so I'm sitting there, single Sierra, been single for a couple months, and I get a message from this cute guy. And I was like, I'm messaging back right away. Also, I'm ne- I've never been someone who's like a hard to get kind of person. Like I, if I like someone, I'm not gonna like yeah. be coy about it. I'm just gonna be like. Yeah, you're also cute. Want to go on a date? Yeah, so then it was like six hours of like little back and forth. And I was like, okay, well, actually, I'm going on a cruise. Peace. <laughs> so we had this great conversation, just like talking and stuff in DMs, like flirting. Um, we exchanged numbers. And then six hours later, he's like, oh, yeah, by the way, I'm going on a cruise. So I'm not going to have my phone for a week and a half. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, no worries. And I have, I was never someone who like fell really hard. I've talked about this before, but I was always someone who like took a long time to develop feelings for someone. And I, that week that you were gone, I was in New York with my friend Kenzie Hmm. and I was journaling a lot at the time. And I kept talking about you in my journal entries and then being like, why am I even thinking about this guy? We talked for six hours and I'm sure nothing's going to come of it. And it's, why am I so hung up on this guy? But there was this weird, like... 
I don't know. I had this like weird feeling that something, and I've I I've never been someone with like a strong intuition, but I just felt like there was something that was gonna come from it. <laughs> Why are you laughing at me? It's funny. Why? <laughs> because on so opposite side of the coin, you know, and I love you so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I was on a cruise just having a blast, like. <laughs> <laughs> You never thought about me. You just started drinking. I I had sent a fun message to a girl who I did not know. And then I was on a cruise going, woo, (laughs) having a time. And then I guess to move the story along. So then the night I came back um, or the morning after whatever, as one is on a cruise ship, I woke up very hungover. (laughs) And I was just like, man, life's rough, blah, blah, blah. And then I woke up to a text and it was like, because I had just gotten back to Miami or whatever it was. And I got a text and it was from Sierra and she's like, hey, like, I hope you had an awesome trip and so much fun. And, like, you know, I'm looking forward to talking again and getting to know you a little better. And I don't know why, but, like, in that moment, seeing that text, because, like, you know, it's not something I would have expected. And it was just very, it was very dope. <laughs> it was dope. <laughs> it was dope in the greatest meaning of that word. So that's, for me, that was, uh, I don't know, it was a very important moment for me of, like, ah. Uh, she seems understanding. <laughs> she seems nice. <laughs> so, yeah, for me, that was, like, then the part where I, like, did a double take. I was like, like, who is this? Who is this girl I'm talking to? So. How do I find out more? On that flight back from New York, so not to New York, but back from it, that's when I texted you because, mm-hmm. so I'm on that flight. I'm sitting with Kenzie, and I reread our conversation probably 10 times, just trying to, like, I was, like, hyper analyzing every little thing and asking Kenzie. I was like, what do you think he meant by this? Like, what do you think he meant by this? No, 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 no. Like, meanwhile, going through everything. Meanwhile, my phone is off in my suitcase You're the whole, just whole week. You're just getting hammered on the cruise ship. No. <laughs> I was having fun. You were having fun with your friends. <laughs> meanwhile, I'm on this plane just reading these texts over and over again. And Kenzie goes, you should send him a message right now so that when he gets back from the cruise, he knows you were thinking about him. And so that's why I sent the message. So yeah. I was like, hey, I hope you're having a fun time. Because I read our conversation like 400 times. <laughs> So, yeah, so, Steven, so we came back. Steven comes home from the trip. And at this point, we were still just like flirting. Like we weren't even talking about like going on a date. We were just talking about hanging out. So we yeah. text a lot for that week after he gets back. Um, and then he's like, hey, and this was right before Christmas. So he was like, oh, you know, once the holidays are done, we should hang out. And I was like, yeah, sure, totally. Um, and and I, came, I came back Christmas Eve, so. Yes, or Christmas Eve morning, whatever the heck it was. but So yeah. we're texting, and I remember this so clearly. I was at the Yellow Deli with my friends. I was eating a veggie sandwich. I remember it so clearly. And we had been texting about what we wanted to do when we hung out. Mm-hmm. And you had said, I know a great Italian restaurant, and then we should go look at Christmas lights. And I responded, and I said, that sounds like a date, question mark. And you said, oh, I remember it so clearly because I thought it was so sweet. I don't remember any of this. <laughs> See, I, I journaled about all of this, so I have all my journal entries. You said, well, it sound, you said, well, I think I might only get one chance to impress you, so I have to make it count. It's a date. And that, like, confidence, which I love. I, I said that? You said that. Are you sure that was me? I know. <laughs> now knowing you and the, you know, kind of shy, more reserved person you are and thinking back to how kind of direct you were in those first messages, it's like, it's, it's kind, of, kind of leaves me shook. I'm like, you were, you were like really going for it. I should, you should show me some of those so I can remember what great guy I was. No. <laughs> My journal entries? You were, but that's what made me so like excited because I hadn't, at that point, hmm. I had never just been on a date. I had gone on dates with guys I was already like boyfriend and girlfriend with, but I had never had a guy just be like, I like you. I want to take you on a date. We're going to go to an Italian restaurant and we're going to look at Christmas lights. And I only have one chance to impress you, so I'm going for it. Like, I had never had anyone be that like direct. And I was like, okay, let's do it. So, yeah, I thought you were going in on it because I just had so many good jokes. I thought you were there for the humor. I was definitely not there for the humor. <laughs> but you did make a Disney reference in one of our first text messages that I so remember. Do you remember what it was? It actually wasn't our first text message. It was after the first date. Mm, no. Okay. So I'll, I'll, I'll come back to the first date. But after our first date, which went well, you texted me and you said, I feel like you're Aladdin because you're my di- – or you said, I feel like I'm Aladdin because you're my diamond in the rough. <laughs> you 
you said that. I cringe a little bit at that. But it was cute. I was like, oh my gosh. In my new self, I don't know if I'd ever say that today. I, like I'd say it to you, QT, with you, but if yeah. I was like in the flirting game again, I don't know if that's I, I know. And that's like, I, I just remember that so clearly. And you were so freaking cute. I must and have been pulling out all the stops for you. You were. You really were. Okay. I've talked a lot. So now you tell the story of our first date. Well, you should be talking a lot because you have the details. I don't. That's true. I have all the journal entries. Um, let's see. So first date. Well, oh, actually, no, so we actually did a pre-date. So what? we had we had planned the date on the twenty seventh, mm-hmm. and this was like the morning of the twenty sixth, and we got a little impatient. So I think we decided to have a little pre-date. Well, you said, "What are you doing tonight?" And I had plans, but I lied and I said, "Oh my god, I don't have plans. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> what do you want to do?" And you were like, "Oh well, I don't want to spoil our first date because we already have it planned, but maybe we could go on a pre-date." And I was like. Okay, let's go on a pre-date. Did we just go see a movie or did we get dinner in a movie? So you came and picked me up from my parents' house. Ooh, an important detail there. I remember I lost you my lost car keys. You lost your keys. <laughs> I pick you up. I'm like, here, come back to my sweet red Mustang. Mm-hmm. And then we get in the car. I'm like, oh, I can't find my car keys. <laughs> <laughs> so we're just sitting in front of my parents' house. He's like looking for his keys through everything. I'm just like sitting there like, okay, so how's it going? Keep in mind, this is our first time seeing each other since we had first met our first i'll say true interaction yes so all these like nerves had bubbled up from like all the that like past week of texting and and all that um and (laughs) you can tell me to cut this out but i'm just gonna say it and then you can tell me if you want me to cut it out Uh but um i didn't know that you were someone who was pursuing like an education so at this time steven had kind of long like the way his hair is now but longer and he dressed in like all black and he drove a red mustang and listened to edm so i i thought he was this raver kid who was just you know hanging out didn't really have much aspiration so i'm i'm already like still interested in you thinking that we get in the car we start talking i'm like oh yeah so you go to our local community college what are you uh studying and you were like, oh, actually, I want to be a computer engineer. And so I want to transfer to a four-year. And you start kind of telling me your plan. And I'm like, this man has <laughs> aspirations? <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm like, he's cute. He likes Disney. He is very forward and asked me out on this date. And he has, like, a life plan. I, I was... So after that, after I found out that you weren't just someone who wanted to listen to EDM music and hang out in your room at your parents' house, I that was is, like... That, that is what I want to do. That's what you want to do, but you were also pursuing a yeah. career. Yeah. I was pretty smitten. Wow. I don't even know what that word means, but I dope. I use the word dope. Dope. <laughs> That's more my vocab level. I was level. smitten. It was dope. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I keep talking over you. I'm sorry. No, no, no. So, okay. So that was the pre-date. I think we like walked on the beach and saw a movie. <sighs> See, this it's hard to let you tell the story because you don't remember the details. That's the details. So you picked me up. We talked in the car. I found out that you had big Ooh, dreams and goals. Right. And then I proposed some options like in real time. Yeah. You were like, oh, so our movie is at 7. And he picked me up at like five or whatever. And he was like, we could... Like go to the beach. Go to the beach. Climb a mountain. Climb a mountain. Go on a legit hike. There's a hike nearby like where we live that everyone kind of like does as... Like that's a common date activity. But during the day, I'm dressed all cute. I'm in my slouchy boots and my little cardigan. And you're like, do you want to go hike this mountain? Yeah, it's pretty... At it's, six o'clock at night or five o'clock yeah, at maybe, night? Maybe someone would call call it a hill, but it's like it's like a thirty not even thirty minutes, probably ten to twenty minutes, but like very steep dirt. Very steep. So like if you're dressed cute, you're not gonna be having a good time. So I was like, uh, how about the beach? Beach sounds nice. <laughs> so we went to the beach, we walked on the beach. He didn't hold my hand or anything. I was kinda thinking he might, and so I kept kinda like putting my hand down, being like, Oops, brushed your leg, oops. Oops, oops, and you never held my hand. So I start thinking, okay, he's not actually interested in me. He just wanted to flirt over text. Why are why why was he so forward about this date? And then he's being so shy in person. Because you were not being flirty. You were not trying to hold my hand. You were not doing anything. And so I start kind of like second guessing it. But then we go to the movie, and we're sitting in the movie. And what a, movie was it? It was like a Mary Poppins? It like, was, was Saving Mr. Banks. Oh, yes, a classic. <laughs> 
And so we're sitting in the movie theater and one of the things we had been texting about was I was playing poker with my family and you were like, oh, I love playing poker. We should be poker buddies. And so then we kind of kept flirting that way being like, oh, I'm in the pool. Oh, we should be pool buddies. So we kept using that like buddies thing. Yeah. So we're sitting in the movie, not holding hands, not just sitting next to each other. That's it. Just two two humans enjoying a good movie. (laughs) (laughs) And you (laughs) whispered to me. In a, the movie theater was very empty. I think we were in like the back row. And you said, oh, I remember it so clearly. I reread all my journal entries, by the way, before this podcast to refresh I'm, my I'm memory. I'm pre-cringing. Do you, do you remember? I do remember. Was? I do remember. You say it then. Yeah, so I remember I leaned over and I was like, hey. Because like, I don't know. I don't know. I didn't know how to be a smooth guy and try to get a first kiss. But I was like, hey, want to be kissing buddies? <laughs> <laughs> he dead ass asked me in the middle of this movie theater, do you want to be kissing buddies? Ooh, it makes me get a little sweaty saying that. <laughs> and I I don't remember if I said yes or uh, if you leaned in or if I leaned in, but then we kissed and we had our first kiss. Mm-hmm. So then the rest of that movie, we held hands. And then when you walk, when we walked back to the car, you kissed me again. And then we went to frozen yogurt and you kissed me again. And then when we went home, I was like, oh my God, he likes me. He did kiss me. I was so excited. <laughs> Yeah, and then the next day, we had our sweet, sweet Italian dinner mm-hmm. at the local favorite, mm-hmm. and then saw some Christmas lights. Mm-hmm. Oh, which I, I've told you this now, but so we were you, at this- You having to pee? Yeah. So mm-hmm. we were at this Italian restaurant, and I drink a lot of water normally, so I, I probably pee what? Like at least once an hour, I pee a lot. And so we're at this Italian restaurant. I'm drinking quite a bit of water, and I keep getting nervous. And so <laughs> what's a thing to do when you- aren't like talking or saying something reach for your water yeah just keep being busy keep yourself busy so i probably drank i don't know five or six glasses of water the waiter kept refilling it i kept getting nervous so by the end of the dinner i go to the bathroom and i pee but by the time we walk to the car i already have to pee again yeah and i'm like first of all so nervous already on my first real big girl date second of all like having to pee so freaking bad that my stomach hurts and I don't want to, I feel like it would have killed the mood, but maybe I was just dumb and young and insecure and I didn't yeah. want to ask you to pull over so I could pee at like a Taco <laughs> Bell or something. So I said to Steven, I was like, oh, I'm kind of thirsty. Could you stop at the CVS so I can go in and buy a water? <laughs> so he was like, okay. So I go in, like you didn't drink enough water at dinner. <laughs> so I ran into the CVS and pee and then bought a bottle of water as my cover. But... <laughs> Then, of course, by the time we got to the Christmas lights, I had to pee again. So I spent most of that first official date just, like, in pain from And also, to, to slightly correct that, I'm pretty sure that the water pee break was after the lights. Oh, was so it? So, like, you had tortured yourself for so long. I think you're right. Home, you, we stopped, so. I think you're right. I remember that, and I remember that story. That was the funny part of the story. <laughs> so you're like, oh, wow, look at the pretty Christmas lights. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> well, and especially looking at Christmas lights, there's not, like, a bathroom. I couldn't, like, ask some person if I can go pee in their house. Yeah. No, so that, and so, okay, so that's the beginning of the story. The that's beginning. the fun part. Mm-hmm. Well, it's all fun. You know, mm-hmm. cheers. Well, we have glasses. Why are oh, we yeah. cheersing with a high five? Well, look how low mine is. Cheers to that. And that was, a, how many years ago was that now? That was 2013. 13. So a nice smooth seven. It'll be seven years this December. Seven years this December, yeah. So, and then after that, it was just kind of, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend stuff. The silly, silly. And then we got to, it was an interesting point of our lives because, so Sierra... You were getting ready to go to college. Mm-hmm. I was getting ready to transfer from community college to college. Mm-hmm. And so we were both like in this transition stage. So we, I was, were you the one who originally said that you didn't want to be official or was it me? It was you. It was me? You were being like hard to get. Not purposely. I think I just wanted to go to college single. So we. Well, that's, that was both of our mindsets at the beginning. Yes. It's like, oh, like he, he, this will be fun before we go to college. Yeah. And then. I was like, oh, we could, like, just call a label, but then, like, still not, you know, no long-term commitments, even in the boyfriend-girlfriend thing, because I I was like, oh, this should be boyfriend-girlfriend, then break up when we go to school, and you were like, no, I can't do that. Yeah, so we, so we started dating, so we were going on dates from that, like, the December 26th till mid-January, and then mid-January was when we had that conversation where you were like, do you want to be official? And I was like, you know, honestly, no, like... You can see other people. I'll see other people if I want. And we're both going to college, so we shouldn't 
it's not a good time for us to get tied down. Yeah. Like um, we don't we don't want to make this serious. Yeah. We I don't think either of us were in the mindset of like this is forever. And then a couple weeks go by and I remember we were at Disneyland because we both had passes so we did go quite a bit in those early stages of the relationship. Yeah. And that was like you told me later down the line that that was the when you fell in love with me. Was yeah, it was like one of the Disneyland trips. That Disneyland trip. Yeah. And I think I felt the same way because, so we're at Disneyland. It's all cute. We go on Peter Pan together. He's like cuddling me during the fireworks. And then we go to California Adventure and we're waiting in line for Toy Story. Nah, I remember this. And <laughs> you, we had already had that conversation that I, I didn't want to date. And we're just standing there in line and I looked at you and I said, <laughs> I'd date you. And you were like... I thought you said you didn't want to date. And I was like, I think I changed my mind. I think I want to date you. And you just said, okay. <laughs> and I was like, are you going to ask me to be your girlfriend? And you were like, not right now. <laughs> <laughs> and I was so offended because I thought, for, I had this idea in my mind that we had this great day at Disney. I'm going to tell you I want to date. You're going to ask me out right then and there. You and thought you were controlling the situation. I put my foot down. I was like, mm-mm. You were like, uh-uh. I'm in the driver's seat. I thought I was the one. I thought he wanted to date me so bad. He's going to jump at the chance. And so a, another week goes by. We go on this date. We go to the beach. It's like nighttime. We're laying down on the beach looking at the stars. And then you asked me to be your mm-hmm. girlfriend. And so then it was official. But we were both still in the mindset of like, let we'll probably break up when we go to college. Yeah. And it's funny because a lot of people talk about falling in love at first sight. And I, like, if that's your truth and your story, like, not going to invalidate that. 100% that happens for people. But for us, I think it was a very slow fall. And then once we did, it was like all yeah. at once. No, and then, well, okay. One little segment there about, like, the dating thing. Mm-hmm. I think the big thing is because I wanted to, I don't know, in like a traditional sense, make something out of the asking out. Which yeah. I always laugh at because my parents always never understood the point of like asking someone out. Yeah, your parents were like, you guys are already going on dates, like, so you're dating. You guys were dating. You guys went on dates, so therefore you're dating. Like, what does it mean to ask someone out? Like, <laughs> it was like this kind of weird middle step of, will you be my girlfriend? Like, officially, like, res- usually it's like, oh, if you're dating, then you're, you're dating. I don't know. My parents always thought that was weird, too. I remember especially, like, in middle school and high school, if it was like, oh, blah, blah, blah is going out with blah, blah, blah. It's official. And my mom would be like... Well, haven't they been like flirting and having a relationship with each other for a while? And I was like, yeah, but it wasn't official. He didn't ask her out. Yeah. It's like the whole asking out thing is kind of. I think it's a generational thing. Yeah. Let us know if you're significantly older or younger than us. Let us know, like, did you ask your significant other out? Did it like just kind of ease into an official relationship? Like, what was that transition from? I'm thinking around like the late high school, early college era. Like, what was that dynamic like? Yeah. Yeah, but sorry. Continue. Okay, all right. Where are we? So we just started dating, mm-hmm. and fast forward, here we are. <laughs> so, <laughs> Mr. Storyteller. Uh, wait, let me think. I can be creative. Mm, oh, well, okay. So we started dating, and then we're getting ready for college, and, and then it comes time to like make decisions. We both ended up choosing schools that were near each other, so that made the decision, I think, harder. Because I think if we had gone to schools on different sides of the country or even different sides of the state, yeah. I think we would have just been like, this was the plan all along. Yep. Peace out. Ending on good terms. Maybe hook up with you when I get home. <laughs> yeah. And I, so during that time, I was very serious about school. School was like, no offense, my sweet wife, but school was my number one priority then. It was your whole life. It was. I was very determined to like make the most of the you know opportunities I had with school and I was transferring and I spent all this time at community college like that was really inspired and excited to go to a four-year and get my degree and to get a job in my field so school is my absolutely number one and I was like okay I'm gonna choose schools like independent of you and so I was really encouraging Sierra like what do you want to do go find what you want to do go to school wherever you want to go like we're dating but also school's very important and probably bigger and we had only been dating for six months yeah my pitch my sell point was like school's bigger than what we're doing right now yeah and so there's like points talk about going to the same school but i was like nope i won't even consider that like when i choose a school sierra would be zero part of that <laughs> like which ugh. no but that's the right way yeah, to do it it is and it's because there was no guarantee that this relationship was going right. to work out and i was so motivated by school and it's you know i i've seen people 
go the other way of that and and then they pick a school they don't actually want and then the relationship ends they break up and then now they're a school they don't want i don't know so i was very serious about going where i believed in and that's so that's what i did so but we ended up going to not the same school but within like i think it was like 30 minutes of each other and so i thought because at that point you had already told me you left me Mm-hmm. We were getting relatively serious, but not like we weren't talking about like marriage or anything like that. But I thought that once you picked a school and we realized that we were going to be close to each other, I wanted there to be some sort of conversation where we made a decision and you were ice skating your way around that conversation. Yeah. You did not want to think about it. You were like, you kept saying, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. And I was like, I am totally fine if we break up, yeah. but I need to know. Because yeah, I think the frustration stemmed from my outlook on school of like, like, well, we're having fun, but like, I don't want to think long picture because I need a, I'm just going to, whatever happens after school, we'll figure out. But like for now, school, 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 school. And you know, that was when in a nice relationship, not a healthy mindset. So I think that's frustrated you that I couldn't look past like what I was doing in school. Yeah. Um, and you, cause Sierra started planting the seeds of like, Ooh, like, is there a life for us after this? Like, is this like, is this it? And then I remember there was a lot of interesting conversations. and I finally got him to have that conversation. Yeah. And he said, he. I remember you were like, I want to stay together, but I'm not going to make that choice for you because you also need to make that choice. And you said you wanted to go to college single and you didn't want to be tied down. And so I am happy to stay in this relationship, but also if you end it with me, I'm not going to like hate you. And I... No, wait, I'm confused. You said I wanted to go to school single and not tied I down? did. Oh. You uh, you had that con- sorry if that was confusing. So we finally had that conversation. I, like, I never said that. <laughs> and Stephen, yeah, you never said that. <laughs> Stephen said, "I am happy in this oh, relationship. Yeah, yeah. I want to stay in this relationship, but I know that you, Sierra, me, had expressed a desire to go to college single. So if you want to end it, I'm not gonna hate you. I'm fine with it. We can part our ways, right. friends. And so more context to that because I think context there is important. It was, you know, it was very clear that when, especially when I got to my four-year university to get my bachelor's, it was very clear like school's number one priority. I will always choose school. Like if I have, if there's something big, you know, I, I'm gonna focus on that. And and I think that's one of the reasons that you were nervous because yeah. you and and throughout even that first six months of the relationship because you were so focused on school at the community college. You, I think, kept expecting me to get mad at you for canceling on things because you had homework or missing things because you had work or whatever. And I I think I remember, correct me if I'm wrong, but I remember you telling me that you were very surprised at how understanding I was about school. And it should not come as a surprise that that's not a fair thing to do in a relationship. So in previous relationships, that was an issue. For you. Yeah. So that's why I really appreciated your outlook on it, and you always encouraged me. Well, yeah, I was... I I was, like, falling for you even harder. I was like, oh, you get me. Like, thank you. (laughs) Well, I... I feel seen. (laughs) I was so excited to be with someone who had those aspirations, and I've always been someone who's very goal-oriented, and in a lot of my past relationships, I had been the one who wanted to plan this career and plan this life and, and focus on my education, and the other guys that I had been talking to were kind of didn't have those aspirations and so to me I was just excited that I was dating someone who was so driven and my that's also what made my parents love you so much is because they were like oh my god he's the hardest working person ever he has all these goals and aspirations and he's so nice yeah and I I don't know I always thought it was I was always surprised at you being surprised that I was understanding of your school because I was like well duh I mean that's it is fair that I sh- should be surprised because, again, it's not a fair ask in a relationship to be like, oh, could you, could you be, like, number two for a while? Like, I'm going to go focus School's on number this one. <laughs> school thing for a couple years. So, But that summer, in between when we went to college, like, when we had been dating for, like, six months, Stephen was working at the county fair, and he <laughs> worked as a dishwasher, yeah. and he was taking summer school. And the only time that he was able to hang out with me <laughs> was from midnight until 4 a.m., because you worked the night shift at the fair. Yeah, that, and this, this was only for like two months. It's like but, two months. But it was like a hectic. It was like two months for like, I won't see you, but if you. Because I don't know, I was kind of an idiot and I got taken advantage of at this place, but that's fine. But you. but I you, worked like 18 hour days, like a sweet 6 a.m. You used like, to sleep in your car sometimes. Yeah, I'd literally sleep behind a gas station. <laughs> <laughs> but so there was that, that summer. Again, I think you kept thinking, like, why does she want to stick around through this? 
But to me, that was really attractive. That yeah. you were someone who was willing to put in that work and like work hard. And I was like, okay, like this guy, he's working hard. And also I worked a lot that summer because I worked for a theater that did drama camps during the summer. Yeah. And so it was like every single day for like six weeks straight from like 7 a.m. to like 7 p.m. And I just work, work, work. And yeah. so we both just grinded out that summer and then we went to college. And when we got to college, we weren't that serious when we got to college, were we? <sighs> I think it was a couple months into college is then like where I like... We fell hard. That's when I really learned what love was, is what mm. I, is how I word that. Because, like, there's, like, the, oh, I'm in love with you. But, like, I feel, like, at saying that in high school and early on, like, pff, I didn't know what love was. But I feel like a couple months into college, I learned what real love was. And that's when I was like, ooh, wait a second. Wait a second. What's the big picture here? Yeah. <laughs> kind it, of thing, so. I think we went to college not having this like we're together forever mindset it was just you know this is a good relationship it's a healthy relationship we're both happy and understanding of each other things are good and I think at least for me it was only like a month after I moved into college because I went from knowing everyone around me have living with my parents having this giant support system to going to college where it was a totally different environment I'm living in the dorms it's brand new and you were kind of like my rock well, and that's the thing. You were my, right? So we were both, it was, because of the timing of everything, that's what sped everything up. So like, we had just started dating. We formed this bond. We both get thrown in these completely new situations where we're all of a sudden very alone. And then we have each other to lean on. And that, like, greatly accelerated our relationship. And, yeah. You know, because we're not even at, we're not even at one year yet. No. <laughs> so, yeah. like, it was just the way everything played out. Is that how we got, like, slingshotted into a very quick, serious relationship? Um, because, you know, taking school very seriously, then relying on you to, like, you were that one rock for me. and You also didn't have a car. Do you remember that? <laughs> I had a car, but I had, like, decommissioned it or whatever the heck You it's left called. it at your parents' house. Yeah, I left it at my parents' house and, like, unregistered it because I was like, I don't want, I don't need a car for my first year. I would drive you everywhere. Little did I know I'd have a sweet girlfriend half an hour away <laughs> who would want to be hanging out. So. Pick you up. But we, yeah, we spent a lot of time together that first semester of college and, I drove you to a lot of lot of things, and I remember I'd be doing like interviews, and you'd have to drive me to my interview. Yeah, <laughs> I would drop you off at your interview, and then come back and pick you up, and I'd pick you up so we could go grocery shopping for you know we didn't live together. We both he lived in the dorms at his college, and I lived yeah. in the dorms at my college. But because I had a car, I think you also relied on me for that. Yeah, and then you know I got better at public transportation I started like oh I could take a bus and train you take the trolley to my dorm yeah but San Diego has bad public transportation it would take me like you're half an hour away but it take me like an hour and a half to get to you yeah which (laughs) today that would be different because I greatly improved that is it better now it is way better now so but shame we didn't get to take advantage of that yeah (laughs) (laughs) so that first semester at college I think is when we got serious and it went from oh this is a fun relationship to like we see a future together yeah and I'd say I can't really remember much, but I would say that started happening because, right, so first quarter semester was in fall. Mm-hmm. Then you go into the next year. And the, well, what happened is January, I made the decision to move out of the dorms mm-hmm. and I got an apartment. And the apartment I got was much closer to your school. Yeah. And when I was looking for an apartment, because I didn't know if I wanted to be closer, because I started doing school online, I left the university that I had been going to. So then it was like, oh, I don't have to be near this college I can go I can get an apartment anywhere and we had been talking about moving in together at the end of that year Mm -hmm. and so I was like hey I don't want to rush this conversation but I'm gonna get an apartment for myself and I can get a lease that's like a year long and you can move in in six months but like I need a commitment from you now before I choose an apartment close to your school and you were like I'm in let's do it let's move in together at the end of this school year so I got an apartment right down the street from his college, and I lived there by myself for six months, which was a really, I think, important... And no no dogs. No, I had Bruiser. The whole time? Yes, the whole time, from the day I moved in. So no Bella. Bella, because I didn't think it was fair to bring Bella to that apartment when I was, like, leaving all the time, and she's so needy. Yeah, Bruiser's a little sweet angel. Bruiser's chill. She was, like, fine sitting on the couch. So Bella stayed at my parents' house. I had Bruiser. And that six months, I think, is when I grew up. 
Yeah. Because I was in this apartment on my own. I was navigating life on my own. I had two jobs and was doing school online. And that's also when I started YouTube. Yeah. Because, you know, we don't need to go into this too much. But that was also a time I think you were like, oh, no, what am I going to do? Yeah. Like, what's the big picture for me? And I always reflect on that. We've never had this conversation. But I always reflect on that. Like, if I was in your shoes and being near me, like, I must have been, like, annoying about it. But like, oh, this is this is what I'm doing. And then, I don't know, to have you go through something where you didn't have any idea what you're doing. A kind career of thing. crisis. Yeah, a career crisis. Like, oh, no, why am I going to school? What, what do I want to do? This makes no sense. I actually disagree. I don't think it was annoying to watch you do that. I think it was inspiring because I was around this person all the time yeah. who was so certain about what you were always certain. So it kind of made you second guess, like, wait, wait, do I actually care about this that much? Yes. Like, he, he cares for his thing. Okay. Yeah. I'm, that so, perspective makes so sense. So, for context, I was, the college that I was originally at, I was majoring in youth theater. They cut my major because I was the only person in the program, and they wanted to put me into the musical theater performance major because I had already auditioned for all the performance classes just because I like performing. And so they were like, oh, you're good enough to be in the program. You know, the program director has already accepted you, so congratulations, you're a performance major. And I was like, but I was majoring in youth theater because I wanted to be a youth theater director. I don't know. I don't want to be a performer. I don't want to move to New York and do the whole auditioning thing. Like, yeah. I don't think that's what I want for myself. So that's when I dropped out of that school and started doing school online. And I was going to, I went through like eight different majors. I was like, I'm an English major. I'm going to be an English teacher. And then I was like, I'm a women's studies major. I'm a this major. I'm a that major. I'm not going to college. I'm going to college. And so that was that kind of career crisis. And then you told me I should start YouTube and I did. Yeah, because like out of a hot, because like you know, obviously when you're trying to figure those are big, complicated questions, and that can bring you down. Like those are, it's just a weird place to be, and you know, not knowing who you were going to be, kind of thing. So, as like a hobby, as like, hey Sierra, like you should just keep busy during the day while you're figuring this stuff out and like taking your classes. Like, find a hobby, like YouTube. You watch silly YouTube videos all day. You know, well, not all day, but you watched a lot of YouTube. <laughs> I watch, I've always been a and big like, fan of YouTube. You've always been that silly girl, and obviously the personality, the personality <laughs> you're on camera, like uh, isn't too far from like your fun side. So I was like, you can do that. Like you know, I remember we'd watch people like Jenna Marbles and stuff, and uh, this big personality, and I'm like, you could do that. Like you have that kind of personality. Like have fun with it. And Stephen really. And I, it was like solely from a place. Of hobby like you were never thinking all oh, someday we're gonna live in a house where like half of it is your filming studio yeah exactly <laughs> and like i i don't want it to be like offensive like oh i gotta find my wife a hobby kind of thing but it was like you know i you're ca- carrying f- yeah well, that's right my girlfriend <laughs> and like you were struggling with some things and i just wanted you to like find something to keep you busy you wanted me to have a creative outlet yes a creative outlet yeah so so I start YouTube, I fall in love with the process, I'm living in this apartment by myself and I'm making content and I'm still going to school full time online at the time and I was working yeah. at, as a birthday party princess on the weekends so I'm doing kind of all this stuff. I'm like so into YouTube, like just absolutely love it. And then you moved, we moved in, <laughs> you okay? Yeah. My tie down the wrong pipe? My toe in the, my tie in the nose. <laughs> wow. <clears throat> I'm back. So... <laughs> I move into that apartment in January. I live in that one. It was a one bedroom, 400 square foot apartment. And it was the biggest slice of freedom for me. I was like just thriving. I really, really loved it. I learned a lot. I grew a lot. I think I matured into the kind of person who was ready for a serious relationship, living with a boyfriend, potentially getting engaged. Those questions were starting to pop into my mind. So that June, when you moved out of your dorm, you moved in with me and brought it was june good memory i I told you i have good memory with this stuff yeah and actually you know what i feel like we could do a whole nother podcast on like the beginning because i know you and skylar talked about your youtube journey whatever your story yeah i feel like we could go into a little more detail on those like beginning couple months and like you know from the beginning couple months like leading to that first night when i was at school i was at school like at nine ten o'clock at night and then we were like texting like oh my gosh one of my videos is what the, there's a lot of views on it all of a sudden like that first time that was happening yeah i feel like that there's a, that's a whole interesting story that's like yeah kind of walk through those steps let us know down in the comments if you guys would want a podcast of steven and i together kind of talking about my youtube journey and all those little things I think yeah that could be fun. and i don't know if it'd be interesting or not to hear my like perspective on it 
like you were hustling. I think Sierra since day one was like, this is my, this is my future yeah. kind of thing. Whereas I was like, oh, like she's like busy and this is cool. And like her videos are fun to watch and, and then what it turned into. So I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Being a little cheerleader the whole way is kind of interesting kind of thing. But you were, you were yeah. always my biggest cheerleader. You yeah. and Skylar. <laughs> so, so I, we moved in together that June. And I think to my point earlier about the experience, like our path through life which is like right between everything. So like it really accelerated everything. Like the YouTube stuff, like it even launched us like further. Like we really, once it started growing, like we really just started leaning on each other more and that sped relationships up even faster. And like, so, you know, by the time we got married, we were dating for like what, four years? Four years. Three, yeah. four years. So we, we moved in together in June of 2015. And then, yep, yep June yep, of 2015. Because yep. I started school. I started my, I transferred to my four-year at 2014. Yep. So it was June of 2015. And then we got engaged in April of 2016. Yeah, so right. we lived together. I And I think before we moved in together, we were serious. But at least for me, within a week of us moving in together, I was like, oh, this works. Because living with a partner is definitely different than living in your separate spaces but hanging out all the time and spending a lot of time together and I had been told by you know every blog that I'd read or every person I've talked to of living together is hard the first year of living together is hard and so I was expecting like this tough battle of moving Mm -hmm. in together and we moved in together and I was like this is just great yeah, no, that's fun. And, you know, our, our lifestyles are really similar in how we kind of do things. You we know? meshed well together. We meshed well. And I think my only big complaint was just like, oh, you should like pick up your clothes over here. My clo- <laughs> I've always been messy with my clothes. That was my one thing. But other than that, you know, it was it was good. We learned, and then, you know, just living together and like in the context of school was really good because like school is kind of a distraction for like just everything else. So and it was really good. Just the way our story played out was perfect for us and it, because I always reflect like, oh, like, haha, we got married young and everything. But then it's like when I like think about our journey, it's like, oh, there's like no way we couldn't have ended at that point. So yeah, it was good. And yeah. So we got engaged April of 2016. Um, we set the date for, and you know what, January of 2016 is when we got really serious about wanting to get engaged. So we had talked yeah. about engagement and the future. And in January of 2016, we sat down and had like a long, hard conversation and we were both because for me i i never wanted a surprise proposal i never wanted like i i never wanted to be caught off guard to me i thought it was really important that if you get to think about it and have time to decide if you want to get married and then propose it's not really fair to just spring the question on me no it isn't and if i mean so we talked about like wow yeah we could definitely live we could definitely do this forever yeah but at the same time i was like Beep, beep. Nope, I am not doing anything until I get out of school. <laughs> so that was what he had always said is like, I we will get married when I get out of school. And then that January is when we sat down and had that conversation. And I remember why. It was because you thought you might be having an, uh, like graduating and then having an internship on the other side of the country. And yeah, you wanted me to go with you. It was you. the Bay Area stuff. And yeah. Yeah, it was the internship, but it was also like thinking, like, well, when I graduate, I can. Wait, I thought it was in, in Boston. Or Seattle, or there was a bunch. There was I think a bunch it was, of them. I think it was Bay Area. Oh, Seattle, 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 Seattle. Seattle. Mm-hmm. It was Seattle, and then also like I knew that if when I graduated, I most likely would be going back to that place or going up to north, just far out of San Diego, and yeah. that if I wanted to string you along, I'd need to put, put a s- ring on it. Yeah, <laughs> as our Queen Beyonce once said. Yes. So so that January we sat down and had that conversation, and then we went ring shopping together. And yeah. I knew that you 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 bought a ring the and day we went. To clarify, not ring shopping. Like, if you were to like a ring, what kind of ring would you like? Kind we, of yeah, we went to a like, couple get, ring stores. Get me size. Get me and size yeah. and and choose a style. Yeah. And so I had. And not choose a style. Let me know what style. Let me know you what liked. style I like. That's, that's the context. So. so I had decided I liked the three stone style because that's what both my grandmother and my mother had. Um, and so I thought it was really cool to have something that was yeah. kind of similar to what they had. And, and I like that too, because my mom was always like, oh, the past, the present, and the future. So like, that's what I saw in the three stones. Like, <laughs> Yeah. So that day I tried on this ring um, and I told Steven, I like, I like rings like this. It doesn't have to be this exact one. You know, get whatever you want. But like, I, I like this style. 
And then the ring salesman was like, oh, here, Sierra, you can take this bridal magazine and go read it on that couch over there. Here, come with me, Stephen, and we'll talk specifics. And he bought the ring right then and there. Yeah, those guys are really good at their job. <laughs> They're like car salesmen, but a million times better. <laughs> so Stephen bought the ring that day and then waited quite a few months to propose. Yeah. Well, it's funny because then we kept like going around to look at other styles at other stores. And then I was like, oh, I'm done. I'm like, really bad headache. We should just go home. Like, we should throw you? Try to bribe you to exit. I didn't, of course, I didn't know he had bought the ring at the first store we went to. And so then when we went to the the other store. And I was like, oh, look at this one. I'm like, oh, oh, that's trash. Like, oh, look how ugly that one is. I thought you were getting cold feet. Yeah, I was like sharp, like we need to get yep, out. You were like, I'm done ring shopping. Let's go get Froyo. Like <laughs> I, I've had I've had enough today. I'm done. And so I'm not thinking, oh my God, he bought a ring. I'm thinking, oh, he's getting cold feet. Like this is too much. This is yeah. getting too serious for him. And so I kind of laid off after that and we never went ring shopping again. And so I thought, okay, maybe he needs more time to think about this. And so I actually was surprised when you proposed in yeah. April. Because I didn't know that you had bought a ring. I it was, again, kind of the traditional stuff, like asking you out. I, I took a lot of pride in trying to surprise you with yeah. the... Like, I knew it wasn't going to be, like, a big surprise, but, like, I still wanted to find a way to surprise you with it. And you did. Yeah. He asked me to go on a hike, and I will link our proposal video yes, in the description. It's all on video. I, I had my sweet friends from college all figure it out how we could document it. Because I... Sierra and I hadn't really discussed it in great detail. She's like, oh, it would be nice to have some photos if you do ask me. Um, but, of course, I wasn't going to tell her when I was going to do it because I knew she wanted to, like, get her hair done and nice nails, and that was not part of the equation for yeah, me. My so nails I was like, oh, yeah, checked. I, will, of course, will make sure you're aware of that because I was like, I don't care. <laughs> so we went on a hike, um, and then when we got to the top, I saw a bunch of – and you had asked your friends from college that I hadn't met so that yep. I wouldn't recognize right. them, which was so smart. Yep. So I see all, like, three or four guys up there with cameras – um, and th- I mean, this is like a nature reserve, like yeah. over the beach. It's like, Torrey Pines. Ev- everyone hiking has a camera yeah. kind of thing. So, But I, I, I remember I saw these four guys with cameras and I said, I wonder why there's so many people with cameras today. And you said, oh, it's probably like for a photography class. You know, the flowers are blooming. And I was like, oh, yeah, okay. Like <laughs> didn't think anything else of it. But I just thought that was so cool that you had your friends there in disguise and our families were also there. Yeah, they and- were there hiding around the back part of the trails so. when i said yes they all ran out and it was you did such a good job yeah, with and that. That, it, there's a cute there's a, actually a cute little video about it so yeah. it is so cool that so much of our relationship is documented yeah it's also terrifying it is i was going back and <laughs> i was re-watching a bunch of vlogs the other day and i watched our first apartment tour of our first place which i will also link and i was so awkward on camera like just the yeah. the difference in how much more comfortable i've gotten not even you know what? i shouldn't even say on camera cuz just as a person yeah. how much more comfortable i've gotten with myself you can tell by my body language in that video that i'm like so this is our apartment i did it like you can just see yeah. the insecurity like easing out of me and now like i in our vlogs i think we're very comfortable with yeah. ourselves and and comfortable with who we are in our relationship and it's cool seeing that evolution and yeah definitely but yeah so then you know that for that we kind of go into the wedding stuff and that's a whole nother ball game i feel like so yeah that's and more or less our little story tldr after that we got married then we moved to a different apartment we got a two-bedroom then we bought a house and then we bought this house now we sold our first house that vlog actually is going up the day before this podcast so I will link that in the description as well. Yeah, yeah. No, it's been uh, it's been a good ride so far. Go, that it has. Go team. Go team. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, that's our story. I hope there was something interesting to take out of that. But uh, if not, well, <laughs> thanks for sticking with thanks it. Thanks for hanging out. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Do you have any parting words about our story? I'll go first. Parting words. Yeah. I just I I think. There is kind of this uh, almost, I don't even know how to put it. I think a lot of the times there is this desire to have like a perfect love story and like a perfect romance and this just like beautiful, we were in love from the very first moment and this and that. And I think what's beautiful about our story is that it's ours and it's yeah. it's not perfect. And, you know, we didn't fall in love and get married a day later. It was It was yeah. a journey and we grew a lot together and... You know, we got married when I was 21 and you were 24. And 
we were young then. We're still young now. I'm now 24 and you're 27. Yeah. And it's been cool to grow together. Yeah. And I look back at the beginning of our relationship and I see two different people. Yeah. And we've gotten, because we did meet when we were so young, we have gotten to grow not only in our own relationship, but encourage each other to grow as people individually. Yeah. And, and there's, I, I mean, there's a lot to even be said about that. Like right. Just they say that the way you, we complement each other in different ways. So. We're so different. And I, my family just adored Stephen from the moment they met him because he was so different than me and, and you balanced me out in all the ways that I just need. And yeah. it was just... Two little puzzle pieces sliding yep. together. And you brought so much fun to my life. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm the kind of guy who could have been happy sitting in a dark room programming and then, like, going home in a dark room, play games, and just rinse and repeat. And I'm living a very different life, but still have my games, so I'm very happy. <laughs> but, yeah, I've uh, it's very fulfilling, and I'm very happy. And I'm excited to see what the future holds. I know. I love you. I love you. I love matching. Yay. <laughs> and on that, oh, I, I, we're matching shirts. That's what you mean. <laughs> what are, do you keep forgetting that we're wearing matching shirts? Yes, I don't. I never am aware of what I'm wearing. So <laughs> it's always a surprise. Oh, hey, look. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks guys for watching. I hope you enjoyed it. You can check out our vlog channel and I will see you next week. Not sure if it'll be with Steven or with Skylar, but uh, yep. regardless. We're keeping it fluid, you. you know, we're making sure everyone's content where they are going with the flow going with the flow and also uh bye bye air conditioner yeah (laughs) (laughs) i think i can hear it now so that's a little alarming but there we go (laughs) hopefully it was okay bye guys thank you